Seven or eight years ago, I was in training at Westchester Medical Center as a chaplain intern. It was before my ordination, while I was still in seminary and continuing to work as a special ed teacher in the Ossining Union Free School District. If you're not familiar where Ossining is, it's most people know of Sing Sing. That's where Sing Sing Prison is located. And it's a very diverse community. I taught in the district up until a little over two years ago for nearly 20 years. And I was in this training and it was a late evening when I got a call, a request from the nurses station in the neonatal intensive care unit, which is also referred to as NICU. A parent had called and was unable to get there on that particular night to visit her daughter who was in one of the incubators, and she had asked if a chaplain would go up and pray with her daughter. The child had been born at 22 weeks and was just a few days old. Now, this was my first pastoral visit to the NICU unit. I was on call. Normally, there was another chaplain there, but on that night, it was my job to go. And I really was unsure of what to expect. As I gowned and covered, I asked the nurse to direct me to the child that I was supposed to see. And I have to say that the room looked something like right out of a science fiction movie, filled with glass-domed containers, pod-like enclosures that were connected to an array of electronics and monitors connected to breathing devices. There was a drone of the air filtration system everywhere, punctuated by the beat of the audible feedouts of the different equipment keeping track of the health of the children. All of it in a steady, steady rhythm that any variation of that rhythm immediately produced a nurse who seemed to appear out of nowhere. As I approached the incubated infant, I realized that I had never seen a human being so small. I stood captivated. The child was less than 10 inches in length and less than 12 ounces in weight. Her hand was smaller than the print of my thumb. As I put my hand on the incubator, preparing to pray, it was truly magnetic. I found myself suddenly being aware that I was connected to the universe in some way, beginning all the way to the end before life, all the way to afterlife. This segment in which there was the days old of the child to the more than 50 years of my own, somehow between it all. And there was a completeness and a freedom that I have not quite felt in that way since that time. It was to me God God during, before, 
after, and it was as though I could effortlessly slide from one end of the universe, one end of God, one end of whatever to the other. I suddenly saw myself in a way I still don't understand fitting in. Well, I didn't really pray over the girl that day. We prayed together as one. We were embraced in and by that glittering presence of God in this morning's prayer, the Shekinah or the Shekinah, the ancient term for that presence, that glittering, sparkling presence of God. And it was truly cosmic. I don't know any other way to describe it. And I believe there are times, I know you've known them, where in different ways we see through everything as if it's not even there. We call them ahas, moments of clarity, visions. They come in various ways. But they have something in common. In their own way, each one takes us through what sometimes blocks our vision to a place that I can only describe as the deep and abiding presence of God. In a way that tells us something about who we are, who we are in relationship to one another, and who we are in relationship to God. It is not quantifiable, it is not containable, nor is it able to be possessed in the way that we understand it. It certainly isn't packaged to put aside for another day. It is something before and beyond. Something that has to do with everything before anything was spoken, created, or even produced. And it surpasses all that we know, all that we have forgotten, and all that we will ever know. It is humbling, not humiliating, but humbling. And I believe it is always present everywhere. And at these moments, somehow punctures through, gets through what we don't quite know is in the way. As I've said, I call it the abiding presence, but that idea that all is present now in the universe, I think, is exactly what Jesus was talking about when he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here. And Zechariah this morning, listen to what he says about this, this joyfulness that pops through that, this sense of wonder and awe that is exhilarating and completing and all that. Shout and cheer, raise the roof. Your king is coming on a donkey. No more wars. Peace to all nations. Free the prisoners, the oppressed. There's going to be abundance and no more weapons. Only sisterhood and brotherhood and celebration. This is what he tells us. He might as well have said, we are all children of the universe and the God who created all things has brought us here in more ways than we can see. So, what you know when you read these things from the Old Testament or the prophets, you know that they're not spoken of or written down to be reread. 
because everybody remembered them at the time they were said. They were expressions of things that people forgot. So it appears that Zechariah's community, that that he served, the one he served, forgot these things too. Lost track of being able to see through things too. To be able to see the simplicity, the humility, the presence of God as a child on a donkey. It had to be frustrating. We know prophets get frustrated. We also know that Jesus got frustrated. I mean, listen to what he said. You can, you can sense the frustration that he feels at the denseness of the people that he's trying to get through these things that are in the way. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Stop being such a spoiled, whining generation. You call John crazy. You tell me that I'm a lush. What's up with that? Come on, guys. Learn, he says. Learn from the unforced rhythms of grace. Think about that. The unforced rhythms of grace. Those moments of peace, of sensing you are part of something greater, the sort of our unforced rhythms. The day that I put my hand on that incubator, there were no material possessions in play. There was no status other than my being authorized to be there. No exchange of goods or services. No worry, no fear, no international conflicts. No QE2, whether it was the boat or quantified, uh, what is it, quantified? Quantified easing, thank you. I knew it before, I forgot it since. There were none of these things that were taking up our time. Just think of what we've been walking through in the last couple of weeks. I called home to talk to my mother, and I hope she doesn't listen to this tape. Mom, no, nothing against you for doing it. I think everybody who's at home is somehow, many people are somehow glued to the TVs, watching Casey Anthony, watching that trial unfold as though it were some epic rerun of Perry Mason that just can't be let go. News out of Greece and their economic conditions and the impact that may have on the Euro and the European nations and the bailout and its impact on us and the economy and the housing and the Democrats and the Republicans and the Charlie Brown commercial that the football keeps getting moved every time somebody agrees to something and goes to kick it somewhere else. And living in a time where the summer blockbusters, look at the summer blockbusters. They're all about, the big ones are about apocalypse, about the end time, as we approach what is going to be a difficult time in September, remembering the 10th anniversary of 9-11. It is as if we are in this place. And yet, when I put my hand on that incubator that day, when I thought about this morning, thought about it this morning, all of those things were somewhere else. It was the presence of God in my life, and that child's life, and your lives, that I find here in that place. When I put myself here, it is like putting myself and my hand on an incubator. I am in that presence and that zone.
being here with you, being in that place on that day, other places as well, where that unforced rhythm of grace comes through, is what I hope you find in your life, remember in your life from times before, and that you share with others. Because I think that's the message, that these things will pass. But that unforced grace, seeing through these things, so the true connection of who we are with the God that loves us in all the ways that we know God, tells us that there is nothing we have to fear. So today, a little while from now, in the act of breaking bread together, and the meal we will share, remembering the words of Jesus, we enter into what is already here. But we do it in an intentional and a conscious way. So as we do, be aware of that. Whatever reasons it were that brought you here this morning, brought you here this morning. Connect to those reasons in this space. See through what may be in the way. And above all, always be prepared to welcome the unforced rhythms of grace. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you.